Hello, in this Alaco podcast, we examine US sanctions policy towards Russia, which features in the latest iteration of our sanctions guide. New US measures implemented under the Countering America's Adversaries Through Sanctions Act have generated quite a few headlines of late, not least because the apparent randomness of some measures suggests divisions within Washington about its approach to Russia. With me to discuss developments are Alaco Russia specialist Daria Plahova Freshfield and Septimus Knox. Septimus, let me start with you. Could you begin by summarising the main aim of US sanctions against Russia? Who have been targeted over the years and why? Well, the Russian sanctions um, trace their roots back to the Obama era, where sanctions were imposed against Russian, Russian state-owned entities primarily as a result of Russian aggression in the Donbass and Crimea. The majority of these sanctions were sectoral sanctions, so they targeted the banking sector or the uh, oil, Russian oil industry, for example. However, recently under CATSA, which is the Countering America's Adversaries Through Sanctions Act, the breadth and scope of these sanctions have been much increased, and we're noticing a change in the targets and a change in the implications of these sanctions. Daria, how effective have sanctions been? Have they achieved their goals? Well, it's a great question. The 2014 lot of sanctions clearly had an impact to a degree, but overall it's fair to say that the Russian private sector hasn't really suffered too much. Um, the state-owned companies were sanctioned and I think took a bigger impact and the private sector, the private sector in Russia stepped in to assist some of those state entities. Uh, but by and large, it didn't send shockwaves through markets. However, the most recent sanctions of the 6th of April have had slightly different effect. Uh, and with the sanctioning of Oleg Deripaska, uh, his company, Rusal, which has very strong international presence, is likely to feel a very strong impact, not just in Russia, but also outside. In fact, so much so that America has now softened its sanctions against Rusal, which perhaps demonstrates that the Treasury hasn't quite calculated the risk that come with sanctioning such a big international holding like Rusal. So the company now has until the 23rd of October to wind down its US operations. And there is even a suggestion that if Deripaska divests his stake in Rusal, the company may be taken off the sanctions list altogether. Septimus, the latest batch on April the 6th has surprised some. They again target Putin's inner circle, but are more random than they have been in the past. Could you pick up on that? That's very true. I mean, we've had seven Russian businessmen sanctioned on this April the 6th, and at least one, one of the members of the list, Viktor Vexelberg, came as a great surprise. It seems as though there's, there could be some method to the madness, as it were, where the, Russian, where the US government is seeking to send a message to all the Russian oligarchs, all the Russian business figures, that anyone could be a target. Dario, US policy has also come under scrutiny because Trump reportedly vetoed new measures. Does all this suggest an administration split over its approach to Russia? Well, there have been rumours of a split within the United States decision-making bodies in terms of their policy. We hear that the Treasury the State Department and the Department of Defense are indeed not an entire agreement over who should be sanctioned. So this creates this feeling of uncertainty. 
However, there is also an opinion that the seeming randomness is in fact intentional because that way anyone is a target and anyone could be sanctioned whether they're close to Putin or not, a state entity or not, and that creates a great feeling of uncertainty for everyone involved. This new unpredictability around sanctions must be a concern for investors. Are most top Russian businessmen and companies now at risk of sanctions? The short answer is yes, most likely. Um, and as we've just been saying, because we just don't know who is going to be next, we can speculate on certain names. It makes everyone feel very uncertain. So say the latest round of sanctions sent palladium prices off the roof because of the fear of Norilsk Nickel, one of the biggest producers of the material, may be sanctioned in the next round. So uh, ruble took a dive and lost about 5% of its value against the dollar. So all of this is having very realistic effect, even if we don't know for sure who exactly is going to be sanctioned. Septimus, what measures should uh, investors take to minimize the risk of investing in such an uncertain sanctions environment? Well, the truth of the matter is that if you're in business with a major Russian business figure who holds a stake in a company, your company, over 50%, then there is a degree of exposure. Um, and we've seen several Russian business figures uh, who operate in the West reducing their stakes down below this 50% threshold, which is something set by the US Treasury. For example, Mikhail Prokhorov, who's most famous as the owner of the Brooklyn Nets in the US, he recently re reduced his stake in the in the team to 49%, so below this 50% threshold. And while it's not immediately clear why he did this, the, the, the fact that he's taken it to 49% suggests he's at least aware of sanctions exposure and sanctions implications. Dario, it's always hard to predict sanctions. Can you give us an idea of what we might expect vis-a-vis -vis Russia? Well, I think everyone agrees that there will be more sanctions quite when they will come and who they will target remains anyone's guess. We do know that Trump has overturned the latest round of sanctions on Syria most recently, so we do know that there is a certain degree of disagreement there, but I think everybody understands that that's not the end of the road. Thank you both, and that ends our podcast. If you'd like to discuss any of the issues raised or learn more about our sanctions guide, please contact Alaco Associate Director James Burkett. Goodbye and thanks for listening.